it's often the people who in later life who are really fit and can do jump into any sport and like be good at it throughout their childhood they probably did a really wide range of sports and built up Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. On this episode, we speak to Ollie from the Surf Fit Academy. Yeah, part two of our three-part series. So this one is Body and we speak to Ollie, as Leighton said. And this episode, I think you'll find, has turned into a therapy session for Leighton. Yeah, I <laughs> apologise. My my craziness is going to come out in this one. <laughs> told you. I told you all it was coming. Is You're going to see it. And yeah. Ollie's really nice guy, really knows what he's doing. He's also a coach at The Wave. Yeah. Um, so he's a personal trainer and a surfer and a coach. Uh, very talented young man. Yeah. you. I noticed you very quickly tried to get off the part of your crazy is going to come well, out. Well, it's going to come out anyway, isn't it? Is, I don't need to talk out? about all the bloody time. <laughs> I do. I need to talk about it. <laughs> it's sectioned after this. It's <laughs> sectioned after this. So. In this episode, you'll enjoy the part where he starts talking about the voices in his head. <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, really good episode though. And before we get into it, don't forget those two codes. Again, we have one for the logfinco, and that is the logfinco.co.uk, or go to our website and you'll find the links to Northcore and Logfinco. And use the code, the UK Surf Show 10, and that will get you 10% off anything you order from the Logfinco. And head over to Northcore to get your 15% off by using the discount code SURFSHOW. Yeah, so here we go with your therapy session. <sighs> here we go. Hey, I'm Ollie. I'm from the SurfFit Academy. Cool. So you're you're kind of everywhere at the moment on Instagram. We, we feel anyway, because um, we saw you, uh, I think you did a program for Sasha from Zero Eager Ball Reviews. So we had him on. Yeah. So if he's kind of using you, you know you're getting popular because he's... Uh, He's kind of on it in the uh, surfing world, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I met Sasha for the first time at the Wave, um, right. and then we kind of he connect- never goes there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's his second home, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, then we kind of connected through Instagram, and he was looking to do something like throughout lockdown whilst he couldn't get to the waves. Yeah, and yeah, we just kind of built a program around work, surfing that kind of fit him. Cool. And yeah, got them on a program. So most of your clients, are they, uh, it's online then, isn't it, what mm. you do? Yeah, so everything's online. I don't like do any in-person yeah. coaching at the moment. Yeah, cool. So everybody can do it at home and is it own, own body weight exercises and stuff like that? So it's a complete mix. Like if, so obviously during lockdown, when this all started, yeah. most people, everyone was doing home workouts. If you had equipment, brilliant. That yeah. We can do more exercises, like mm-hmm. make it a bit more interesting. Yeah get a bit more novel but obviously a lot of people didn't have equipment so yeah, yeah. that was most people doing home workouts but now gyms have opened yeah and um, we've got quite a few people getting back into the gym um, oh so you can tailor uh like workouts for them at the gym as well not, yeah. not just for home oh, yeah awesome. completely yeah so were you based at the wave and just doing fitness there before or did that then change is that why it changed to online no, so I never actually did any of the fitness stuff at the Wave. I was just coaching there. So when I first started working at the Wave, I was actually at uni in Cardiff. Ah, right. Um, and I just worked there part-time as right. a student because it's a pretty fucking cool job to have <laughs> as a student. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> like, paid for my beer money, so that was all right. Yeah. Um, and then, like, kind of, as obviously lockdown happened, I finished uni, and I was kind of like, oh, there's no jobs. I don't know what to do for work. And 
came up with the idea of the Surfit Academy. Yeah. Um, and then just was doing that on the side and now do it full time. Oh, amazing. That's, well, that's a success story in itself, isn't it, that? <laughs> so when was that started? Was that this year that started or is it? What, the Surfit Academy? Yeah. Yeah, so we started, I think the first idea for it came probably around June last year, maybe. Right. And my uni run like this entrepreneurship program, which I'd actually been signed up for since the start of uni. And I ignored every single email they ever sent me for three (laughs) years. Um, And I just happened to open one of them at the end, uh, towards the end of my degree. Right. Um, And it was for like this week of entrepreneurship skills. And it was like to help you develop and start a business. Cool. But it was a bit of a competition. So you had to put an entry in and if they thought you were worthy of going on it on the week because there was like loads of guest speakers who are successful business people yeah and then at the end of that week you got to present your business idea and mm-hmm. if they liked it they'd like fund like put a bit of money into it right um so you had to record a video of you speaking on camera saying what your idea was where you wanted to go why you're doing it yeah and I was lucky enough to to receive like some funding from it wow congratulations yeah thank you it, was, it felt like a big deal at the time yeah, as, a, yeah. as a poor student so well, they, must have, they must have seen something in you for that then that was brilliant yeah so that was really cool um and that then allowed me to go and purchase a laptop which obviously you need to do when starting an <laughs> online business yeah, definitely. and then yeah it kind of took off from there oh amazing so so you're helping people you're helping surfers get fit for surfing yes in to you the exercises you're tailoring is is what would it what would it be is it like to help with flexibility as well and so it really depends like on the person there needs to be a massive like individual aspect to it so mm-hmm. it needs to be like what you need is going to be very different to what i don't know Pete like, needs. yeah exactly or, or <laughs> what i need um so for example like the weekend warrior who maybe only gets in over the weekend or maybe once or twice a month and yeah. works a 40 hour week sitting at a desk yeah. is probably going to need something very different to an 18 year old who's surfing four times a week. Well, of course. Yeah. Like, so it, it needs to be completely different depending on where your strengths and your weaknesses lay. Yeah. So yeah. we were talking about this on the way up, weren't we? Uh, Leighton can train while well, he's always trained for nothing and anything mm-hmm. his whole life. Yeah. I can only do it if I've got a goal, so sure. years ago I did the uh, TMB, which is a Tour de Mont Blanc, where you walk around, actually walk around the base of Mont Blanc. Oh, amazing. Like Italy, Switzerland, Switzerland and yeah. France. That sounds amazing. And um, yeah, it was good. But I but trained... How, how many like, days was it? Is it like two weeks? Of, yeah, two week hike. Two week hike, yeah. How far is it? Uh, oh, I can't even remember, 100 and something miles. It no, is. it would have been more <laughs> than that, I think. I think it's slightly more than that. No, it's it's about hundred about hundred and ten miles, but it's the elevation, the elevation and everything. Yeah, sure, that, mm. um, I think one of the guys said at the time you cover the distance of Everest basically up and mm. down the whole time. Yeah, um, and I remember one day it was like eight and a half thousand feet down to four thousand feet, back My up to eight thousand feet, and. <laughs> That's I, ran out, I ran out of food. Someone gave me an apple and I cried. Uh, <laughs> you know, this was one of those things that happens, those sort of things. But yeah, yeah. it was very that. So I had a goal there because I needed to get fit for that. And I trained sure. like mad for that. Yeah. As soon as it was over, I was like, fuck that. I'm not training anymore. <laughs> and like Leighton saying to me on the way up, yeah, but surely your goal to train for surfing is like, I've spoken to a lot of people and they go like, what's your, what's, what do you do training for surfing? I mm. go surfing. What yeah. do you do training for skateboarding? I go skateboarding, sure. you know. And I find it difficult to train if I haven't got a set goal at the end. I know yeah. a set goal could be, oh yeah, I want to be better at surfing. 
that could be my set goal at the end. But mm. without having an actual... Like an event. Yeah. Yeah. Like an actual yeah. big event. So how would you tailor something to someone that finds it difficult without having a... I know this is probably a really horrible question. No, no, no. This, this is really interesting and it's a lot of what I do. So, for example, if if you can just train without a goal, it means you're quite intrinsically motivated. So you've got e- extrinsic motivation and intri- intrinsic motivation. Yeah. So extrinsic is being like doing something because you want the reward at the end. So either for like money, fame, like, I don't know, social yeah. gratification or mm-hmm. to avoid pain. Like, whereas the intrinsic motivation is doing something because you love doing it so i think we're quite similar there i yeah. train i just enjoy the process of training so if you number one maybe try and find a training method that you really enjoy doing yes. that might be i do like sit-ups like one out of bed and one back in every <laughs> yeah. day sometimes i run to the car if it's raining but that's about yeah. as far you know uh, you know, no joking aside it's i find that something that's really difficult to sure. motivate me to train if i've not got, i need to set a goal and go right that's the goal and that's where that's what i want to train for yeah so that's whereas, brilliant yeah whereas you two uh well, i know both like i've seen your training on online and i've been like jesus christ yeah <laughs> your um snatch is oh, which one the the yeah. one you posted the other day was yeah. clean as anything that's the cleanest one i've ever seen uh, it, was awesome. thanks, yeah. it was awesome i'm quite lucky one of my friends is a really good weightlifting coach so he's kind right. of helping me um with through that but back to the goal setting thing so like if when you're setting goals there's obviously you've probably heard of like smart goals so you've got to make it specific measurable achievable like yeah. all that sort of stuff so you've, you've got to come up with a goal that obviously it means something to you. There's no point in just picking someone else's goal or yeah. a random goal. It wants to be something that's specific to you and you actually want to go and achieve. And then you can break it down into slightly smaller goals. They're going to help you get there. So process goals. So actionable steps that you can take every single day, every week, mm. they're actually going to get you closer. So, and that way it makes it feel like a lot more manageable and a lot more actionable. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot of people out there that have the same thing as well. There's, there'll be a lot of people that listen to this. That well, we know a lot of people that listen to this are landlocked and mm. they can't surf all the time. So yeah, you know they can't mm. they can't get that fix. And I suppose a lot of them will think of surf training as something that's not at the top of their list, sort of thing. You know, they, they'll want to they'll want to train. They'll want to be good at surfing when they go down. But yeah. they think, well, you know, I'm further away. It's, I think it's a difficult one, but with what you're doing, where it's online and you can tailor it to make someone, you know, better in in various ways and help them, like like the way you've just explained that, and like, oh yeah, I could probably do that. Like, I so think. What have you, is there anything that you think you could like? Is there something you're interested in, like a goal that you think, oh, I I want to go and do that? It's going to put you on the spot. Now. <laughs> it's put me on the spot now. Well, like like a surf trip or something. No, I don't know. I, I, well, he, that's the other problem, I suppose, you've got at the moment is because of everything that's been going on, nobody could have any goals to travel anywhere. Sure. No. I know it's starting to lift. Mm. And, you know, we're, where but it doesn't have now. to actually be like a surf thing, does it? Like, yeah. But, well, so, with so, a surf fit. No, I know. Yeah, but, really but like it to, for any kind of, like just picking up your level of fitness is going to help, isn't it, with, with surfing? Yeah, so something quite interesting, because a lot of the people I work with are landlocked, and I spend most of my most of my adult, or most of my life mm. landlocked, living in the East Midlands. Right. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Um, so, oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> landlocked. <laughs> yeah, so 
something that's quite nice about I think being a UK surfer and th- let's face it, there's not consistent waves all year round, is mm-hmm. it? Like no. it's just part of living in the UK, unfortunately. Yeah. So if you can find a trainer modality that you enjoy doing and get into the pro- into the process of enjoying your training and noticing the positive changes and the differences that you're making to your body and your performance that can actually be really motivating for people even yeah. if they don't think it's going to be at the yeah. start mm. because people think like motivation is going to come out of like thin air mm. it just doesn't it's it's not that's not a thing like motivation comes from results yeah which takes action to get you there so once you've got the ball rolling you start seeing some results yeah you're going to be more motivated to train and keep that going because yeah. if you put in a load of really hard work for four weeks six weeks 12 weeks whatever mm. and then you can objectively say at the end i've improved this this and this yeah that's going to make you feel pretty fucking good yeah yeah you so, carry on yeah yeah exactly right. yeah, yeah what about um because swimming you were really into swimming before lockdown weren't you? and you were really good at it as well yeah i just don't want to get back in the pool at the moment because no but you <laughs> went to um you did I, a bit I of open water swimming, swimming yeah. as well yeah oh, awesome. I, was, I was like really into it really into swimming before we went into lockdown yeah and it's something that i do want to go back into but as I say, like it was normally one or two nights a week in the pool and then once a week or once every other week, open water swimming somewhere as well. And that was something that I was really into. But as I say, with the whole COVID thing, and I think yeah. a lot of people have been in the same... Have you found Have you found that? A lot of people have lost motivation during the COVID thing or have you found more people have got motivated? I think it's a, it's a massive mix. It really depends on people's personalities and what situations like people are in and it it really comes down to i think the individual um like if you yeah it's all about how you perceive kind of where you're going and like what's going to happen like if you have the mindset of i'm never going to be able to get back in the water and surf then you're probably not gonna feel very motivated to do things yeah yeah so yeah see i i have that sort of feeling of i think I need to, I should train for my paddle strength mm-hmm. is what, I get it when swimming as well. And I, I find after a while I get, it's not tired muscle. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's like your muscles have just like drained of like all mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. It's probably got something to do with the, the food I eat or the right. lack of training or, you know, it could be multiple things. But I do have that where I feel like my muscles get drained of energy quite quickly. Is that whilst you're swimming? Uh, whilst I'm swimming or whilst I'm paddling surfing, I found I can paddle quite hard and then yeah. I feel they're they're quite drained. Right. And it takes a while to for them to like recover. Recover, yeah. So that could be like down to a few things. Like the first thing I'd probably want to look at if someone came to me with that issue is take a look at their mobility and their movement. Because if you haven't got like adequate range of motion through your shoulder and like through your thoracic spine to like your upper back, that's gonna that's going to really limit like your paddling speed and technique. So if your paddling technique's not as good as or efficient as it could be because your mobility's not letting you pick your arm out of the water and, and reach further, you're going to have to take more strokes and probably shittier strokes yeah. to travel the same yeah. distance. So mm-hmm. you're going to get tired quickly. Yeah. And then it's also going to put you into poor movement patterns, yeah. increase the likelihood of getting injured. Like you're going to be able to express less force with each stroke. So that's probably the first thing you'd want to look at. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, but I'm kind of the opposite scale. So, you, like you gave those two examples of people um, that work out, people like the intrinsic and ex, extrinsic. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. So, 
I think there might be a third one, which I might be in, which is um, a little bit mental. Um, <laughs> so it's almost like... It's, it's an addiction. Make, it's, yeah, it's going to make me sound a bit crazy now, um, because when I, I, I'm losing the enjoyment to work out, but I feel like I have to. Um, it's almost like there's voices in my head telling me to do it, yeah. or you're going to lose all your fitness overnight and all that kind of stuff. So okay. I, I sent you what I do it was a lot yeah um more than i train and that, that actually um actually so, he played it down a bit uh, uh, yeah so um there was more than that but I've, I've made a new year's resolution this year to try and be okay with not doing as much yeah um so what i sent you is the base the base, oh, the base. there's additional stuff on top yeah, the, the, so um yeah what i've stopped doing is uh, a daily exercise as well Mm-hmm. which I would do on top of that. And it's only five or 10 minutes, but it'd be okay. every single day, no matter what. And it'd yeah. be um, push-up variations, which were five different types of push-up, no rest, 10 reps for each, then straight into squat thrusts and um, calf raises and then uh, chin-ups, pull-ups and leg raises every day in the you morning. You me fucking tired just uh, saying that. Uh, yeah, every day in the morning, well, no, no, it wouldn't be in the morning. It'd be in the evening because I'd work out the other workouts in the morning. It's right. mental. It's absolutely mental. Yeah. And I, I, since I was 15, the longest I've had without working out is two weeks, which is, wow. and I'm 40 now. So that's, that's, cr- that's crazy. That that's, is insane. How old are you? 40, 41. <laughs> and the two weeks was because I had an operation. <laughs> so really? it wasn't even, yeah. And that was the hardest two weeks of my life. Wow. It's, um, yeah. It's, but so, do you enjoy it? I did, and like you said, when you see um, goals, uh, when you see mm. gains, sorry, you do, but when you're at this point now, you're just plateaued all the time, you know, yeah. to, to be able to, like, so I mix up the workouts, so it doesn't, it's not the same every week, mm-hmm. it's on a two-week rotation, Okay, <laughs> so it's crazy, <laughs> you're going to have to cut the crazy bit out. So, so what I'm trying, what I said this year, what I was going to do is I'm going to reduce it, so I've stopped the daily exercises Mm-hmm. kind of well, like you haven't have you? Ma- you haven't. most of it most of them <laughs> it's definitely not every day but i want to do more yoga because i know yoga okay. helps me yeah but the voices in my head make me do the strength training first yeah so people love to do things that they're good at because it makes them feel good yeah so it makes you feel accomplished which yeah. is obviously positive feelings yeah, yeah so if you know for example you're lacking in mobility or like movement, or you feel like yoga is going to be beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. That's probably what's actually going to help you break through that plateau. Yeah, it's just about you, you've got to find a way to hold yourself accountable to be doing those things, mm-hmm. which is often where having a coach is really good because yeah, yeah. they can point out the areas you're weak in, which you probably don't want to do. No, and then <laughs> and then if you don't do them, you've got someone to answer to. So yeah, like that often. Yeah, because I I I think I struggle getting the motivation to yoga because i am shit at it yeah exactly. really shit at it but i can do uh dumbbell curls all day long you know? <laughs> so it's, um, yeah it, so that i need i do need to i do need to sort that out before i do some kind of damage because I, I definitely have uh injured lower back right um so i do kind of try to avoid the exercises that would probably strengthen that properly um and and then also that 
like limits my mobility in my back and then yeah, so on on top of the exercise i do a physical job as well which, yeah and then i used to cycle to work so it's That's, it's just crazy it's yeah. honestly it's mental that that um, is mental and so, I, used to, um, I used to be part of a running so, club as so well. late, latest <laughs> therapy session yeah it's, it's, it's a therapy <laughs> session yeah so we we're, we're like we're like opposites really aren't we you're yeah. you're like yeah not not too bothered yeah and i'm like i I want to be a little bit more like well, Pete, you know. I want to just relax, and mm. because it does torture me. It, really? Yeah, yeah. If I if I don't do it, mm. the voices in my head are going, "Yo, God, what are you doing to that?" I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, you do realize you haven't done uh, upper body this week, don't you? That's what it is. I'm like, okay, well, well, I've got Saturday and yeah. Sunday to go, so you know, I'll try and and it, like even if you have like a hard surf session or mm. like the last week we had three evenings well two two evenings well, in the yeah, morning three surfs in 30 hours yeah it was and then pretty intense yeah and then yeah. I, I i was fucked yeah literally <laughs> i went home and i went i literally i went home and i went to i got into bed at like half past two and i thought oh, i'll go to sleep for an hour and i get up and i feel all right i woke up at half past seven <laughs> i went back to bed at half past ten and i woke up at nine o'clock in the morning I just slept for like I, that's some many hours. huge just, sleep gains yeah, there. Yeah. That's 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 impressive. And I was I was knackered and I didn't get any sleep because someone kept waking me up all night, all through the night. Just woke me up. Well, for we no will reason. we will address this on another podcast, but I'm gonna correct that lie. <laughs> um, so you did that when you got, when I got home. You're gonna say you did a workout. I did my daily workout tidy the house and walk the dog. And, it, you know, it's, it, I just need to be able to sit down and, yeah. and chill, you know. Definitely. I think you need to, or you don't need to do anything if you're if you enjoying what you're doing. That's great. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm um, not, though. It's describing me mental. Yeah. So probably actually, like, regressing what you're doing, identifying where your weaknesses are and then your mm. strengths and then building maybe more of a structured training program yeah. that would... Because doing more doesn't necessarily mean better. No. Doing better means better. Yeah. So you could probably make huge gains training three days a week yeah but focusing on the areas that you're not so good at yeah and then doing like i don't know a couple of other days of 10 minutes accessory work that's yeah yeah the bicep curls and stuff you enjoy yeah yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of therapy as well (laughs) yeah yeah maybe (laughs) oh god it's gonna make me sing so crazy uh that's just gonna be that's what you're get all those little snippets and just put them at the start <laughs> and, and give it to the person at section what do yeah. they call it is it section no, nine i don't think you can say that anymore. oh okay <laughs> <laughs> it was section eight they used to call oh, it or it? something yeah. wasn't it i can't remember <laughs> anyway so we got a bit sidetracked into um our well inadequate and over adequate lives <laughs> over adequate over adequate uh, is that the right english I, I don't know what it is so back to your your side of it then what about your own personal surfing how's that go or how does do you how's that go uh well I, or how did it start how did it start yeah. so i started surfing probably when i was i think i was seven or eight but obviously i lived in the east midlands mm-hmm. like in norfolk so basically never got like got to surf maybe once or twice a year if i was lucky but i remember that first surf lesson it was down at bude i can't remember the surf school but i remember it being like amazing like f- from that point on i remember through school all i could think about was going surfing oh, and awesome. yeah it was awesome yeah. but i could never surf so it was so <laughs> painful at the same time is that there's that bit I, I can't remember who said it there was i heard someone said it and it was that you get that feeling the first time you catch a wave mm. there's no one that just goes oh yeah i, I surfed it was all right I, i've never met a single person who's gone, <laughs> 
I've surfed. Yeah, I can surf. It's all right. Once you've got that feeling mm-hmm. of catching a wave, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah, this is it's like, like a drug. Crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, completely agree. Um, and then, kind of from that point onwards, it was just about getting in as much as I could. But obviously, living in Norfolk is pretty flat. I mean, there are a couple of spots like around the the Norfolk coast that, yeah, like you occasionally do get like amazing waves. It's just it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, few and far between. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, would like was kind of up until I don't know eighteen. I was swimming a lot doing rugby did a bit of judo took yeah. a lot of judo um and when i was 18 i was like right find a uni that's as close to the coast that does a course that i want to do as possible so i yeah. can actually like get in the water and try to progress with that right um but like my main sport when growing up was swimming like that was what i did a lot of so i had quite good paddle strength yeah quite put good. you in good stead then yeah. yeah exactly i was really happy in the water so like, i mean my surfing was dog shit but i could paddle around like for days so then i could progress quite quickly i think yeah and then yeah so from kind of 18 through uni it's kind of when i started surfing a little bit more was mm. getting a little bit better started surf coaching yeah um, down in cornwall like between years at uni nice so it was getting in the water even more then yeah got about every day nearly yeah, yeah exactly so that was really fun and then yeah the wave opened and yeah get to catch 20 waves in an hour which is insane so well, i see on instagram you you're there really early some mornings aren't you yeah so they've just started running like staff sessions in the mornings now that it's got lighter oh, nice. so in the water for six yeah. um and sets you up for the day a bit it's amazing watching mm. the sunrise like from the water and if yeah. it's like really still it's just like glass it's yeah it's oh, amazing jealous how'd you find it in the winter fucking cold <laughs> it's, I, I was saying someone said to me and I said it's worse than the sea in the oh, winter it's so cold yeah we yeah. turn up sometimes for work and there'll be ice in the pool it's like what is, the hell? yeah I know oh. um, because it, it's pretty much like air, like the air temp it matches it or just like a couple of degrees below right yeah. So in the summer, it's awesome, like bodies. Yeah, um, well, we went when we went last week. It was like, was it like well, fourteen I, I degrees? Mm. Summer suit last week. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, I bet you was fine, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, as soon as we went down to uh, Saunton the day after, I was in a winter suit again. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. hat. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely you know summertime. It's a lovely place, but. Mm. I think they need to I, oh. seriously I think they need to heat it in the winter it's <laughs> yeah, ridiculous it's, it's a different level and coaching in it isn't too much fun no I, I probably shouldn't say that but, <laughs> but standing there in like four degree water yeah. with a wetsuit on it's not too bad when you're surfing because you're moving around but just mm. standing there it's, it's yeah. cold there's no wetsuit in the world that's going to keep you warm yeah. if you sit still yeah exactly <laughs> better off in a dry suit to be honest you would have yeah. thought so wouldn't you I'm surprised yeah. someone hasn't got in there yeah but I remember when we first opened they used to have like the host sitting out back in the water with you right um, and obviously like going into winter there used yeah. to be someone sat out there on a board just like <laughs> shivering i remember putting on like two suits to go out there and do it and it would be awful because the last wave of the set like you'd catch it in and everyone would like see you expecting yeah. you to like shred and like you've just been sang cold water for an hour and you just kook it and <laughs> yeah. stuck it on the wave the other day was, uh, i put a video on our instagram and it was the last wave and i was freezing like i said we've been surfing for mm. three times in 30 hours i literally got up and I had the, in my head, I was like, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I just stood there and I was just like, <laughs> literally, Pete's got, Pete's got this really good zone outlook, what when we were kids used to call it computer look. 
There it is. I know you. I know nobody can appreciate. That's what he did on the board. Yeah. And people can't appreciate this on the podcast. You're gonna to have to take a photo of yourself and post it. Zone out. You I do it while I'm talking. I do it when I'm. I, honestly, I've done it in podcasts when I'm asking questions. Mm. I've started to ask a question and I forgot what I was asking. I just <laughs> yeah. zoned out. Night, yeah. And Leighton's had to take over the question. I how how oh, many yeah. times have we been out somewhere and somebody goes, "Are you stoned?" <laughs> <laughs> if only I was. Nice. <laughs> the, the, the thing I can like the best example is if anybody watches The Simpsons is when Homer Simpson zones out and his eyes go slightly out to the side like in like opposite directions that's what you do uh. <laughs> <laughs> well um, what can you say <laughs> so uh, with uh, with Sir Fit Academy um, obviously you're training lots of people now because mm. uh, it's getting really popular so have you got any like major success stories that you're most proud of Trying to think of a few now, <laughs> really big ones. Um, so yeah, Juan, quite recently, one of them, um, I think he's originally from Uruguay, but moved to Bristol quite fairly recently. Yeah. Um, and he was really struggling with his pop-up. Um, so we did like a bit of a physical screen with him to see where his like strengths and his weaknesses were. Yeah. And he was pretty fit. He had decent like cardiovascular fitness, was pretty strong mm-hmm. uh, through his upper body and lower body. But the majority of his time was spent sat at a laptop like for his work like uh, right. lots of zoom calls especially for like, lockdown mm-hmm. etc like 40 hours sat down yeah and his hip mobility was he won't mind me saying this it was horrendous <laughs> it, it was it wasn't great it's something that we've been working on for a little while um and so he was really struggling with his pop-up to get up to his feet just because he couldn't yeah. he didn't have the adequate range of motion for his hip to bring mm-hmm. his feet underneath him as he was popping up so we kind of tailored his training program to hammer his hip mobility <laughs> like multiple times throughout the week and get him like even little things like whilst he's brushing his teeth get him to sit in a deep squat like, oh cool which is like little things like that can actually be brilliant because it seems really minor but four minutes a day sitting in a deep squat yeah. accumulated over weeks and months yeah that's as huge. opposed to nothing yeah yeah that's right. exactly that's huge um so yeah he actually sent me a video the other day of him being able to do one of the stretches called like a spider-man with rotation yeah um and the goal is to be able to get your elbow down to your foot that's kind of if you can do that you've got pretty good hip mobility shouldn't have any issues like there yeah um and which sorry i'm trying i'm trying to work that out your elbow i did it the other day i can't do it oh what Uh, as in a press-up position yeah and you bring your foot up to the outside of your hand and then you've got to like try and drop your elbow so i'll show you i'm gonna try that later Yeah. yeah it's hard I, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something he really struggled with. And he managed to get his elbow to the floor like Amazing. this week. Yeah, which was brilliant. And I was like, that was a huge milestone for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was really exciting. Yeah. Um, that is great. Because yeah. that's going to massively improve his surfing. And then, it, like you said, it, it, it pop-ups going to be easier for him. Yeah. And then ultimately, his overall mental health is going to be lifted because he yeah. can surf like he wanted to. And isn't that great? That's great. So yeah. do you find then... So being at the wave as well, do you find you've run a program and you've actually you can see the gains, uh, yeah, the gains and improvements in people in their surfing? Yeah, do, do some of your clients come to the wave and you actually yeah. get to see them? Yeah, so we, I've, it's really cool actually. A couple of times people have like come to the wave and messaged me, and I've been able to like 
go there and watch them surf. Cool. And obviously, you can only see difference if you see them like surf at the yeah, start and then yeah. like a couple of weeks months down the line um but yeah definitely i mean christina one of the girls that we've got training with us yeah she actually messaged me today saying that she went for a surf yesterday and managed to catch two waves a set on every set yeah and like wow. just from an improved like upper body muscular endurance yeah like improved mobility cardiovascular work like Amazing. all of that which is like that's brilliant you've just essentially doubled the value of your session yeah <laughs> like yeah. We're saving money in the long run, then, isn't it? You yeah. know, so oh, that's incredible. Yeah, and there's like there's multiple people yeah. who've done similar things. That is um, really cool. So, um, what we've what we've done, haven't we? So, I've I've you've sent me your um, what what do you call it when you you you, you test? Yeah, just to like see. a test and battery. So yeah, like physical. So I, I've said I got a couple of issues, which is mobility. By the start of this, you've got a lot of issues. Yeah, well, <laughs> apart, apart from the mental ones, <laughs> the physical ones. Yeah, so I'm a little bit like, do you say his name is Juan? Yeah. Yeah, so a little bit like that. I don't, I'm not sat at a desk for 40 hours. I'm yeah. I'm like on my feet all day, but it's just my flexibility and it mm. does impact my pop-up. So yeah. um, I know you, I, so you did a little program for me, which we are going to film and put on Instagram when I do it, aren't we? Yes. Um, just to see if it will help. So how many times a week do you suggest I do that? Oh, my word. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, that again, that really depends. And it depends where it fits into what you're already doing, yep. what time commitments you've got with work. And it's like having a good balance because... A train like we're not pro athletes. Mm -hmm. We're I mean I don't know. You train like once. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so it's so crazy. Um, <laughs> I just really wish I enjoyed it. <laughs> Trains like Norman Bates. <laughs> Psycho. Um, but it's like these programs aren't there to take over your life. They're there to supplement yeah. your life and your surfing. So it's really about can you what how many sessions can you fit around work, family life, other commitments you want to make. Yeah. So it's. That's like a, I suppose that's the hard thing as a personal trainer, isn't it? Like finding clever things, like you said, with Juan, like you do a, a deep squat whilst cleaning your teeth. You yeah. know, there's no there's no time lost, is there? You know, he's not yeah. taking time out of his day to do exercise. So is is that the hardest thing for you to find how to fit it around somebody's schedule? Yeah, especially I think, if they've got kids. And yeah, work that, and, I think it's it's something that other they struggle with like a lot so then it's like my job to try and work out some strategies that they can then yeah. fit in a lot of it's just time management to be honest and mm -hmm. actually just having a plan of your week yeah. so i get them all to like schedule their weekend we have something called a sort your shit out sunday so on sunday <laughs> we get everyone like in our whatsapp group to like plan their week um and schedule in their workouts around work right so such a i suggest to everyone to get a diary so you can put your workouts in and it's just a really easy way to keep yourself accountable to yeah oh, i've got a workout to do today like if you see it in your diary and then yeah, you yeah. can like make sure you put work around there make sure you've like yeah. got time essentially to do it yeah, yeah um so that's just a really easy way to yeah that's a good idea so i i get up early to do mine just just because it's the only way i can fit it in but that's hard sometimes getting for that but you know when the voices are in your head telling you to do it you <laughs> <laughs> you listen <laughs> I told, I said at the start of doing a podcast, you'll see the crazy come out of you before long. And it's taken what, however many episodes in, yeah. and people are going to start to see it, the crazy. It is now. a problem. Uh, the thing is, next week. <laughs> I, I, have, I, I know it's a problem. Wow. Um, and like, yeah, I just need to. It is, I've, done, I've done really well this year just to simmer a bit. It just needs to simmer a little but bit more. Does it take anything away from like anything else that you do? Uh, no, because it. 
takes it, away from your sleep because no, you get up yeah, stupid I, I, So it used to, um, when it was the yeah. evenings, because I used to do it in the evenings, and it did used to, used to impact on relationships and stuff sure. like that. Um, so I've, I've managed to switch over for a night so I get up in the morning. Mm. The only problem with the morning is, um, obviously, I'm not warmed up enough. And yeah. I, I don't seem to be able to get warmed up enough. So I, I do pick up more injuries okay. um, in the mornings, yeah. which is... Well, I suppose to spend a little longer warming up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and that means getting up that. even early and already get up yeah, at half sure. five. <laughs> so, sure. Well, yeah. maybe that it means then to maybe you've got to take a look at your workouts, pick what's really valuable in there, and it's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. Yeah, and and then work Less on injury. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and that way you can spend more time warming up. You get, won't get yeah, yeah. As much. Good idea. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. I have, I'm probably due to. So I normally rejiggle them and work out different exercises every six months and yeah. and do the two-week rotation mm-hmm. so i'm probably i'm due to do, i've probably been a bit lazy this time i'm due to do that it doesn't sound like you've been lazy <laughs> so i i think i'm going to use the ones that you said i'm going to awesome. try and put them in somewhere see if yep. it helps with my flexibility but i'm definitely definitely going to do some more yoga because I, I know that helps. I'm just really yeah. bad at it. And it, like you said, I've, I didn't really realise that. That's why I'm stopping doing it. After you said it's probably because you're not that good at it. And I'm like, well, of course. You know, that is that is why I'm not doing it. And that's terrible, isn't it? That's- well, I got all, all joking aside, like, I know I, I, I'm very good at going, oh, I don't do anything. Blah, 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 blah. But like I said, I've always skateboarded. I've got a very physical job. And I mean, like I was chatting to my wife about this the other day and sort of, she said, oh, I've done this many steps today. And I was like, well, I've done, I've done 10,000 steps by bloody five Lunchtime. past 11 or whatever it <laughs> yeah. was. And I'd also been up the ladder, up and down a ladder like 15 times in that, you know. So I've got a physical job. I skateboard, surfing, you know, it's been less recently, obviously. But like before lockdown, I think I was at a place with my paddle fitness. I was feeling really good about myself and everything. Yeah. And I think through lockdown, a lot of that slipped. So I feel like I've got, I've got a good level. I'd say he's got a st- stupid level of fitness. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a good level of fitness. Yeah. Um, I know I could do more. I could do more. I could do a lot more. Um, well, I think what, what is, um, I think what you're lucky with, and I don't know if you come across this, but some people just have a natural level of fitness that they kind of hover about and they don't really do much do you find that with people like when they come along and they go oh i don't really do much but they can you know do 50 squats or something yeah. like that you know? so you do get like freaks like genetic yeah. freaks who are just like and that's where you see like the all right the- <laughs> and that's like where you see the elite athletes who've like got huge genetic potential and then like ran with it and trained super hard and yeah and like I can't remember who said it, but it's like training is is like learning about what your genetic potential is. Yeah. Um, always the process of doing that. Oh, that's a cool saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to change that to benefit myself. I could have been good if I could have been bothered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's something really interesting like about people who go into like later life. It, it's often the people who are in later life who are really fit and can do jump into any sport and like be good at it mm. throughout their childhood. They probably did a really wide range yeah. of sports mm-hmm. and yeah. built up um, just very good, like general physical preparedness. Well, that's, that's what I used to do. I used to do everything. I used well, to I do- think, I think that's probably what it is, isn't it? Because you, you used to skateboard all day, every day. And yeah, well, you probably did that for 
like 10 or 15 years. You, you skated all the time. So maybe that is... Yeah, well, not only that, though. I used to skateboard, used to play football, like swam since I was young. Yeah. Um, used to play any any sports or games that I could. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was, I was saying to Ollie, we were into climbing yeah. for a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. climbing. Um, and I mean, the things we did with the website before, like, you yeah. know, slacklining. I don't know if you've, oh, ever, br- yeah, you've tried that. Brilliant, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a brilliant fun. And yeah. that's surprising how quickly your core fitness it goes up with that. Yeah, like, improves really it's quickly. really challenging. Yeah. Super fast, yeah. And I mean, I've always played like different sports and any sport mm. I'd, I would have played. Mm. But as you say, I always skateboarded. Mm. Yeah. So, but when it comes to actually like, that you're yeah. Using in surfing, yeah. Apart from the, and when it comes to actually like working out, you just didn't really, we well, weren't really interested in doing that. Really. No. So something obviously like from what you've just said, it sounds like what you've done is you, you've got a massive base of different kind of, training methods sports yeah which so that gives you like massive diversity so you can go into a different sport and pick it up really easily because you've done skateboarding you've done football where you've moving like doing lunges or squats and like or that similar movement pattern you can then take it into a different sport and be like oh this is similar to kicking a ball or this is similar to Mm. rock climbing and like does that make sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. similarities in all all the things yeah. yeah exactly so there's like at the moment there's a like there's quite a lot of research in sports science done around like early specialization so kids who gymnastics and swimming are great examples mm-hmm. of where kids go through it from like the age of i don't know whenever they start 5 years old and they do nothing else yeah. i did i sorry you just i did gymnastics and swimming from really young yeah. up <laughs> until sort of i must have been about 8 years old yeah the, like i mean that. the combination's great but what you see a lot of is like people doing that sport or like one single sport until mm. like they're 18 yeah get to 18 decide it's not for them they don't enjoy it anymore they, i don't know they got pushed into their parents or mm. they just fell out of love with it try to jump into a different sport and because they've only ever done that one specific sport they find it really difficult to like transfer into oh, other right. things yeah that makes so what, sense yeah so what mm. people are suggesting is like don't specialize in one thing too early just build a really good general base of yeah. physical preparedness and yeah. yeah so i suppose um parents would push a kid into into some kind of airing i'll get really really good at that and that might not be the best thing yeah i mean i'm not i'm not an expert in like parents like i'm not in that sort of area yeah but i mean i think it's pretty natural isn't it like my my both my parents were swimmers Mm. um my dad did a lot of judo so that's what I so did. Yeah, so you did both, so, yeah. which is like completely natural but it's yeah. maybe having like the conscious thought to maybe think oh maybe we should try this or try yeah. this and i think with um things are just so much more accessible now aren't they to try mm. different sports so i think yeah it's quite positive yeah uh, i think that's similar to me actually so my dad was he used to do weight training and run and that's mm. that's my base is is that that thing my dad was fat and drank <laughs> <laughs> But then he died when he was 55. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it shows you which way you want to go, really. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. definitely true. Or what can you do? <laughs> so um, <laughs> what about your own training then, Ollie? What do you, uh, what do, you do? Um, what, what, what do you enjoy, should I say? What do I enjoy I need... doing? Um, so at the moment, I'm surfing quite a lot, um, yeah. which is obviously, that's great fun. Kind of that's priority number one. Yeah. Um, also doing a little bit of rock climbing, which I've, kind of recently got into which is really fun and enjoy yep. doing that and i'm starting to like do a little bit of olympic lifting um cool. so like snatch clean and jerk yeah so it's, hard it's so hard lots of coordination yeah um 
but it's a it's really nice being bad at something mm. because like learning the process of doing it and then also when you're new to something it means you make gains really quickly and right. it's nice seeing that progress yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like newbie gains yeah um and then just a bit of general strength training like i enjoy yeah. picking heavy things up and putting them back down again <laughs> like, it's, it's good fun oh great way of describing yeah. it what's your trainer pick up every things and put them back down yeah i mean that's pretty much it isn't it, it is, yeah yeah so what what do you think of um of a trainer because there seems to be fads that go around mm. And I can remember a few years ago, it, what, what was the uh, the CrossFit thing? What, what do you think of CrossFit? CrossFit, I think CrossFit's, CrossFit's brilliant. I think it's yeah. done. A, I think it gets a lot of bad press mm-hmm. because they see people doing like movements really badly, maybe or like mm-hmm. training ridiculously hard. Yeah. Like, but ultimately, I think it's done more good than it has done bad. I think right. they've built a really awesome community of of people. Yeah, and like essentially just getting people healthier fitter and stronger it's yeah. like anything you get good crossfit gyms you get bad crossfit gyms yeah yeah, yeah. and i think the good ones are doing a, a great job i think yeah. it's brilliant like the the way they they train is yeah what i like about yeah. it it was all um because i did the i think they call it an on-ramp course okay um and uh, you need to be a certain level before you're allowed to go into the classes i think it was mm-hmm. something like that or, or you had to hit a certain level on this on-ramp course um and they just basically teach you the movements and how they do them to be mm-hmm. safe. And I did really enjoy it. It was really hard. It was really yeah. hard. But they, um, what I liked about it was all the movements and all the exercise was all kind of minimal equipment. Okay. And I, I quite like that because, you know, that doesn't mean you've got to go to the gym all the time. If mm. you miss one, you could do it at home or something like that. And that's what's good about the course that you're providing for people as well. It's you don't need equipment to be able to get fit. And no. I didn't, I didn't realize it because I've worked out like for most of my life. I didn't really realize that a lot of people don't realize that they think that you need to go to the gym if you want to be fit. And there's, there's a lot of people who don't realize that actually you can do it at home. Yeah. I mean, um, there's still a lot, hell of a lot you can do from home. Yeah. Um, it's just trying to find ways to make it like mix it up and make it different. Yeah. Um, because you do, you are limited with exercise choice and selection. Yeah. But obviously, we, you've got different variations that you can throw in there to keep it interesting, keep people on their toes. Yeah. Um, and I think what you're providing for people as well is, because um, most people go to the gym as well to, to get motivation. They feel motivated to go to mm. the gym. But if there's someone like you, like you said, you know, short, sort your shit out Sunday, yeah. that's really cool so, stuff like that. Like, yeah, so on that, what what is someone going to get off you if they come to you, if they come to SurfFit Academy yeah. online? What are they going to get off you? What's part of the program? Sure. So when someone jumps on board, the first kind of stage of training is a testing stage. So we need to see where you're at at the moment in regards to your movement, your strength, your fitness, just see what you're capable of and like benchmark some scores because that will allow me then to assess what areas you're really strong at so we can keep the wheel spinning with that Mm -hmm. and then assess where you're weaker at. And that's essentially low hanging fruit. You're going to get quicker results, bigger gains Mm -hmm. from that low hanging fruit. So you want to like sees that almost yeah um and kind of that'll be the the main part of your training mm-hmm. and then also have a look at their lifestyle tra- like other parts of that will come together of building their program essentially so yeah. their work commitments how much time they want to put in how many sessions mm-hmm. where they're going to be training um and then kind of go from there and i'll build a program um and then we kind of just communicate throughout the week see how they're getting on people yeah. like everyone gets my whatsapp number mm-hmm. so we just communicate through that that's cool and we've got a group of people 
like a big group chat, which is I think yeah, it's probably nice. everyone's favourite. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're building like a community of people then. Yeah, which yeah. is really cool. Um, like we've got a few international clients as well. Amazing. Which is like really awesome Like from yeah. people. Like there's, I don't know how many, but there's probably like 100 plus hours, uh, years of like surfing experience collectively in that group. Wow. So when someone comes in like with a question about surfing or something, there's people like just throwing knowledge bombs in there that like are blowing my mind. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Like, yeah. like learning so much from it myself, which is like, I think it's brilliant and like people share their wins in there and everyone's so supportive which is like amazing yeah and then someone might put in i've had a shit day and then everyone's also really supportive yeah so it's like which is like really nice that's that's good you can build something like that you know because if you had something like that on instagram i know you've got an instagram page but Mm. where the people were talking about you'd get some twat on there just come in and just put some yeah well, absolute nonsense on it yeah. for no reason at all when you're in a whatsapp group it feels a bit more personal than that yeah. space yeah. and you feel yeah. like you are part of you're all, you're all doing the same thing you're all doing your courses and you've yeah, got course. something in common and, you yeah know. all so, connected by surfing aren't that's you, right so. yeah do you have to be a surfer to do it though it's, you no. don't have to be a surfer no to... not at all like there's people who do surf but it's not their their main passion or what they're working towards oh, cool. so we've got some long distance runners rugby players Amazing. um like the yeah. principles of training like still apply to other yeah. sports. So do you have then as if as everyone who's coming that wants to surf, mm. is there sort of a couple of main things that are like, right, ev- every surfer should work on these couple sure. of things anyway? Yeah. So there'll be like for most surfers, there'll be a lot of upper body, thoracic, like mobility, shoulder movement mm-hmm. and like prehab, rehab exercises. Because if you think, I don't know, in a two hour surf, hour surf, how many revolutions your shoulders are going through, you want to yeah. make sure that they're moving smoothly yeah. as possible. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not, you're just going to get injured. Yeah. Like, So I want to make that as efficient as possible. So we'll look at everyone's like shoulder movement, health, that sort of stuff before moving on to any like strengthening exercises. And then, like I said, it, it depends on the individual. Like if they're if they are surfing a lot, we probably won't look at the cardiovascular side of things because that's mm-hmm. not going to be a good way to spend their time because they're already getting a big stimulus from that when yeah. they're surfing. Mm-hmm. So we might look at the strength side of things and mm. build up some strength through the upper body. Um, they'll be able to paddle faster, get into waves earlier, and that way that'll benefit them. Yeah. Whereas if someone isn't surfing, we may look at the fitness cardiovascular side of things a little that's bit it. more. Yeah. Do you also have to tailor it if they're a longboard rider or a shortboard rider? Um, no, I don't actually take that into consideration. I just wondered, because I know you're still doing, essentially you're still doing the same sort of movements, mm. but longboarding's a lot different to shortboarding, isn't it? In mm. a way, well, I suppose like your, your pop-up, you're a bit more forgiving yeah, on a longboard. Like, yeah. You can like, stand up slowly on a, yeah. on mm. a longboard. Which you, we do. You can do, sl- <laughs> you can do slower strokes on a longboard. Yeah. And... You know, you're more buoyant on a longboard. Mm. Mm. I'm just going longboard side because that's what that's sure. what we do. Mm. No, that's a great. Whereas, point. you know, as in a shortboard, you've probably got to be more paddle fit for a shortboard. I'd say mm. because you're paddling harder and faster mm. in between. You sets. definitely need to. I would imagine need more flexibility to be able to pop up cleaner and quicker than. But then, is being mobile and flexible going to negatively impact a longboarder? It's probably just going to make them better. Isn't well, it? that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah that is true. Yeah. yeah. So it's not going to make you any worse at surfing, is it? No, no, it will make you yeah an even better longboarder, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was we... a stupid question, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just got to be as um, fit as you possibly can be. But, but no, that's a, that's a great point. Um, and with with shortboarding, maybe you need to look at more the 
agility, um, like force absorption. So if someone's going to be, I don't know, trying to land a huge air or if that's something they're working on, it's like, okay, we need to work on your ability to absorb force upon landing so you don't get injured. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to be drilling like strength and like plyometric work mm. and like good movement patterns and all those like different areas. Yeah. Um, whereas for maybe a long border, we'd look at, I don't know, it depends, like, it depends what you're good and you're bad at yeah. um, and, and what your end goal is. Mm. Um, but we might look at maybe more of the paddle side of things if you need to improve yeah. your paddle work, yeah, mobility. Yeah. Um, well, our longboarding's bad at everything. Want to be better <laughs> at everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it could be like the footwork side of things, um, which like, we're yeah, then going to look see, into like, the stability. I've had and, this recently. That's one of the things. Stability on that is yeah. one of the things I had recently. I was getting to the point before where I could move up and down the board quite freely. And now mm-hmm. I've switched to a new board and the new board's amazing. Yeah. But I've gone to do a cross step and every time I've gone to do a cross step, my whole body's just gone into like, no, <laughs> just like <laughs> freezing up. Do you think you, um, you need to learn how to dance with the board, don't you? I probably do know. Need do to you wrestle with it? The, Not dance. One. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, because the old, uh, the old one was so big and heavy and like, it was just, just like a log, you just yeah, walk yeah. up and down it, no problem. Whereas yeah. this one's much more, you know, responsive. Sure. And I feel like slightest off weight and mm. you're like, well, you're in like that. And like, <laughs> yeah. So I go to cross step and I'm like, uh, like, and then my body's just freezing up on it. Sure. Yeah. So I think it's important to remember that surfing is a very specific skill. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to recreate it on land. I mean, like surf skating does a decent job. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great for drilling technique mm-hmm. on land. Like you're not probably not going to get anything better than that to actual practice techniques, turns, etc. Yeah. Um, but with surfing, like if you want to get really good at surfing, mm. you've just got to go out and surf. Yeah. yeah um, and it sounds like so obvious, but it's like, it's, 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 you could take the fittest person in the world with no surfing skill and they're probably going to be shit at surfing because yeah, they course, haven't got yeah. that specific skill. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I see what you mean. So yeah. maybe a bit of surf coaching, actual yeah. surf co- in water coaching, having someone take a look and say, oh, it might be a really quick, easy fix. You've got to do this. Yeah, mm. no, yeah. There's, 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 well, there won't be a quick, easy fix. There'll be hours, <laughs> and weeks, and months of yeah, work. That's usually the way it is. But they might point out something really obvious and might just have like a light bulb yeah. moment, which does yeah. happen it's, occasionally. It's, I, I think, like Leighton said, though, one of the main things is I've just changed boards. Oh, yeah. And this board is definitely more responsive, more, it's, it's nicer, but it's more twitchy as well. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely one of those things it's where exactly uh, what you wanted, exactly what I wanted. <laughs> and now, I'm, now I've got to fight with it to get it to do what I want. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just got to learn how to ride the thing haven't you? Yeah. well Ollie we could talk to you all night long well I could anyway because there's <laughs> just loads of ideas I'd like to bounce off you um, but would you like to tell everyone where to contact you online and stuff and uh, then maybe some you get some more clients yeah sure um, so you can find me on Instagram Surfit Academy search that and I'll pop up um, if you want to get in touch just reach out through message just send me a message say hi and I'll come chat to you or you can fill out my application form uh, which is the link in my bio thanks for Ollie really really appreciate his time yeah I'm not that mental it's <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> mental there are just, I just have it's, it's motivation it's called motivation that's what it is motivating voices that tell me to exercise <laughs> so anyway you got anything to say to that so um so ollie gave me some exercises to do uh for a couple of weeks afterwards did a little program <clears throat> and what i took away from it was the stretches that he said to do of 
really, really helped me. And I now use those stretches before a surf. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they've really helped because of like the obviously flexibility, but also my lower back kind of pain, which I, which I have has really helped with that. And those, those stretches that he gave me, uh, is something called a pigeon stretch, um, where you kind of bend your leg in front of you and straighten out your leg, your other leg behind you. Um, I do like a toe touch, a stretch called, I think he calls it the Spider-Man. I've heard it called a few other things, but it's basically like a, a lunge with your hand on the floor and you have a hand like points up the sky and then you kind of rotate to try and touch the floor of your forearm. Uh, and they have really, really helped before. So if it like warms up my back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I took away, like joking aside on it, I didn't do anything really. I, I've, I've always been one of those people that have said that it's always skated or surfed or mm. done active stuff. So my, I can never get motivated for training. I find it really difficult. If I've got a goal at the end of it, I can get motivated. Like if I'm going to do something. I've got like, some spare voices in my head if you want them. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep them you nutter um yeah if i'm if i'm training for something i can get motivated and you know do like train really hard and well if i've got a goal set at the end of it but just to be like something that i've found generally quite easy anyway like i'm trying to like without sounding like a complete twat like (laughs) just paddling out and standing up on a surfboard Mm. that side of it i've always found easy and then you know, stuff like skateboarding, just go skating mm. and found that easy. As I'm getting older now, yeah. <laughs> that I, you know, start to get a few aches and pains. And taking away from that has made me think about training. And since we've recorded that, I've actually started doing some training now. Yeah. So, you know, we'll talk about that further down the line and see see if the things I've been doing have made a difference. And yeah, you know, still, still too early to uh, to kind of yeah. see if they've made yeah. a benefit. And also, we haven't been bloody surfing ages because at the current time of recording, we've had four weeks with no waves. Yeah. Well, there's been waves, but it's not like not worth yeah, for us to travel yeah, down. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really annoying. It's one of those things, like we said before, about if you lived closer, you'd probably surf more. But mm. then we probably wouldn't do a podcast because we'd be surfing on the waves yeah. that are crap waves. But there's just because the waves you're going. Mm. But yeah, that was a, that was a really uh, really interesting chat with Ollie. He's a really good guy, really nice chap. Knows what he's talking about, and he'll you know he'll get you fit for surfing. You can go and online and find a surf fit academy, and all his trainings online, as he said, you know, and he puts you in a chat group and you all motivate each other. And yeah, just a really nice chat. Yeah. It sounds like he's got a good little up and coming business. Sir. Yeah. So next time we will speak to fuel. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance, Rachel is coming on. She's a dietitian. She's going to talk to us about diet, a healthy diet for life in general and um for fueling surf surfing pre and post yeah what you can do debunk some of the myths that are out there about different diets and stuff yeah lots of fads out there and it's basically going to be as long as you've got no underlying health issues just like a general healthy um diet yeah so if you do have any more questions send us a message send us an email or get in contact with us on instagram We've had about a million post and pre-surf foods that people want to know. So if that's your question, don't worry, because we're going to answer that. <laughs> yeah. um, but anything else you might can think of about, you know, diet or diet. <laughs> <laughs> diet or food. <laughs> diet or food. Like, yeah, you know. You know, uh, well, my question to her was, uh, is eating a big bag of crisps and a can of Coke after a surf a good uh, 
post-surf ritual? Apparently not. No, she <laughs> just rolled her eyes at you. <laughs> she does that a lot when I speak to her. <laughs> yeah. As do I. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Do let us know if you've got any questions for her and uh, we'll put them to her for the next episode. And also remember to go across to iTunes and give us a rating. Uh, you know, just press that little five-star button there and give us a rating <laughs> and we'll be eternally thankful to you. And uh, leave us a review if you can. Also, give us a subscribe on YouTube because we're going to start posting some more videos on there soon. Yeah, and remember to head over to Northcore and the Logfin Co. to get your discounts. Yeah, so we will see you next time with Leighton's fiance Fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers! Bye!